Welcome back to Silverlight TV. I'm John Papa. Today I've got Paul Stubbs of Sil Silverlight SharePoint Sideshow fame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we called you Silverlight Sideshow there. <laughs> so we're having a Worlds Colliding episode today. We're going to talk a little about how Silverlight and SharePoint uh, has some good symbiosis and some uh, recent news came out of SharePoint World? Yeah, so we've been working on a uh, Visual Studio extension that allows us to easily uh, package and deploy your Silverlight applications as SharePoint web parts. Okay, and for people who aren't as familiar with SharePoint web parts in this, is basically just like taking a, it's almost like a user control that you're wrapping inside of SharePoint. That's right, it's yeah. the component model for SharePoint, if you yeah. will. So. Uh, we use Visual Studio to do that, but today it's a manual process. Mm -hmm. You want to package your zap file, and you need to deploy that to SharePoint somehow, and you need to create a web part to host it, and then right. you know all that sort of stuff is a bunch of manual steps. So we've wrapped all that up into an extension that you can download off the VS Gallery. So the starting point for you would be, or for me, would be I have some kind of a, a Silverlight project that I want to deploy to SharePoint. How do I get there, and how do I make it easier? Yeah, so let's take a look at it. It'd probably okay. be the easiest way to go because it's it's we've tried to make it as easy as possible. So you download that Visix file, right? So in this scenario, I've downloaded the Visix file. I've double-clicked on the Visix file and installed it. And what okay. happens when you install it is you'll be able to see this in the extension manager. You'll be able to see a new item here for your Silverlight and SharePoint web parts. Right, so we go to Tools, Extension Manager, and we get this new SharePoint web parts. Cool. Yep. And so. And the scenario here is that normally you create your Silverlight application, mm -hmm. you do all your stuff, maybe maybe some designers using Blend gave you as a developer the Silverlight application almost done, right. and now you want to wire that up to SharePoint and make that a SharePoint application. And so in this case, I have a, a, a simple data grid that's data bound to SharePoint data using the client-side object model of and SharePoint. And I can see your designers have taken great care in putting this UX together for this data grid. Yeah, this is the, this is the minimalist <laughs> approach here. <laughs> and so in this, this is using the client knowledge model to do things yeah. like paging, data paging back and forward. Right. You can add and delete and do all that sort of stuff. So you've already written the code to do this and to access some SharePoint list. Right, yeah. exactly. So, But now I need to, to get it to SharePoint. It's just a Silverlight application. Sure. So what I want to do first is just add a new SharePoint project that we'll use. And so I just go add uh, projects, SharePoint, empty SharePoint project. And, and we'll none just, of this is new yet. This, this is, is all just out of the projects. box stuff. We'll create a sandbox solution which is a particular type of uh, project inside of SharePoint. Okay. And now uh, we'll set this as our startup project. And we can do one more thing here, which is kind of nice. If I click on the SharePoint tab. Could you get rid of the errors list there, just so people can see the whole? That'd be great. At the bottom of the uh, project window here, I have a box here for enabling Silverlight debugging. Okay. And so it's very easy to do debugging with SharePoint web parts, you know, through Visual Studio by just enabling this this uh, checkbox. So once we do that, we can uh, save our project, and now we have our SharePoint project and we have a Silverlight project. But, but now we're talking to, to each other. We got to right? put them together, yeah. right? And so if you right-click on your SharePoint project and choose Add New Item. The first thing you're going to see is at the bottom of your project items, we have two new project extensions. One for a Silverlight web part and one for a custom Silverlight web part. And this is what the Visix file installed for you, these two new file templates. Exactly. And so we'll walk through both of these and I'll explain what the difference is between okay. them. But let's start with the basic one, which is the Silverlight web part. So we just add this. Mm -hmm. Now it sees automatically that I only have one Silverlight project and I have one SharePoint project, so it just wires them together. Right. If I had multiple Silverlight projects or I didn't have any, it would either prompt me to choose one or it would create a new one. 
And so, um, so if you if you had multiple, it would ask you to choose one. You said that's right. It okay. gives you a drop down list and lets you pick which Silverlight project you want to. So use. somewhere in that build process, it would have just popped up a window asking you. We didn't get asked this time because we only had one Silverlight that's right. project. I got gotcha. you. That's right. Um, but this is all documented in the in the docs and the readme files. It's all in there, so okay. it's, it's good. Seems pretty easy so far. So what we've generated here is we've generated a few things. If we zoom in a little bit, the first thing we've generated is a SharePoint module. This is how you deploy files to SharePoint. And the module includes our zap file. So this is how we physically move the zap file to SharePoint. Right. The second piece here is the um, actual web part itself. This is a standard web part definition file that defines the web part. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're using the out-of-the-box Silverlight web part that ships with SharePoint. Okay. We're just reusing it. And then the last piece is kind of a nice thing that the extension does, is it generates a test harness page for us. So you can actually see what it's going to look like inside the SharePoint exactly. site. Exactly. But really, at this point, all we need to do is uh, hit F5 and run this. I'll show you one more thing real quick just to show you because we can. If we go into the source code of our Silverlight project, mm -hmm. we can actually set a breakpoint and now we're ready to run our project. I think it's important to notice that everything you did there, nothing gets modified in your Silverlight project. Everything that's been changing here is all happening in the SharePoint project. That's right, right. The SharePoint project only references the Silverlight project. doesn't actually work right. with it or do anything different to it. So we've packaged it all up into our SharePoint project, and we've deployed that to SharePoint. We've activated it in SharePoint. SharePoint's doing its thing and putting all the files where they belong. Mm -hmm. And then the debugger attaches to SharePoint, and we can see that we now have our new test page here created in our site pages collection. Okay. And so if we open this, we get our breakpoint that we set earlier. So we can uh, continue on doing our debugging, or we just F5 to continue. And we can see now we have our Silverlight application. It's data bound to that data set that we saw earlier. Uh, and so I can actually page through the data set. Great. So that's it. That's how easy it is to build a Silverlight web part in SharePoint. And this was the basic version, which basically means we took the Silverlight control and just wrapped it in the default web part project that got created by uh, right. the web part file. That's right. Now, the thing about this one is you don't have a lot of control. Like, um, what if I wanted to put something around the Silverlight application? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I wanted to include some JavaScript or jQuery on the page, do stuff. So in these advanced scenarios, we've created the other, the other project type. So let's take a look at that. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and just uh, get rid of this first one we've did. So we'll just delete that one. Okay, so we get rid of our web part, which gets rid of all three of those pieces, the test page and the web part and the uh, XML. That's right. So let's go ahead and create the custom one. Now, the custom one is does almost the same thing, but instead of using the out-of-the-box web part, mm -hmm. it builds a visual sandbox web page. And it's basically uh, an ASX control that allows you to visually design your uh, page like you would in any ASP.NET application. So it's an ASP.NET control, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And you can see all we've done here is we've just pasted in the standard kind of Silverlight test harness page that gets generated out of a normal one. Right. We just stick that into this page. Which is what's seen in a regular HTML file that hosts uh, Silverlight even, too. Exactly. So here is our Silverlight control embedded in our visual web part page. Mm -hmm. We've done some special things, like we've set the context to the source, yep. to be the source we're deploying it to. So it's got set server side. Yep. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is in the init params, we, we set this special SharePoint parameter, mm -hmm. which initializes the client context object model. 
okay. tells it where am I coming from, where's my security model, all that sort of stuff is initialized by saying. So you can hook into the principal, you can hook into any roles or anything, and then any data that might be That's right, on yeah. that page. Yeah. So once we do that, we're, we're done. So all I need to do right. in this case is if I just go ahead and run this one, um, what we'll see is the exact same result. It'll look identical because you first haven't one. customized it yet. We but haven't you done it. Could. Yeah. Okay. And again, this is an ASP.NET control. The other time we were just basically hosting it inside of a page. That's right. So what we see is our web page. We see the exact same mm -hmm. um, thing we saw before. But let's say we want to do something different. Like let's say we want to put, uh, let's do this. I'll put a div tag here. So if I put a div tag, we'll call it ID equals div. So now I've just added this ID tag here. Now I've written code ahead of time in my Silverlight application mm -hmm. to look for certain elements on the page that's being hosted and do certain things. Sure. Right? So if we just run this now, what we'll see is that this Silverlight application is now interacting with the custom web part that I've created. That's a key point, because that's, that's native to Silverlight, the piece where you can actually look back at your browser host. That's right. And using the bridge if you want to. And we're taking advantage of this by wrapping it in a very particular way. So now what happens here is we have, it looks exactly the same as before, but when I select an item, it now interacts with that div tag setting, right. setting the value of the currently selected item. And that Bob German or those names on the top, that's a div on the page. That's, that's actually HTML. That's right. And I can do things like select it. I could do just regular HTML things to it. And you can put any kind of content. It doesn't have to be at the top. It could be on the side, left, bottom, wherever. It's up to you. It's just the ASCX control with Silverlight on it packaged up and deployed to SharePoint. And I assume you probably want to put some code in your Silverlight to say, if I don't find these div tags, etc. And it does, ha it handles all of that, right? You saw right. the first run. Uh, jQuery, there's lots of uh, SharePoint stuff you can interact with, mm -hmm. like alerts and dialogues and status bars and dialogues and sure. all sorts of interesting things you can do in this scenario. Cool. Hey, this is great. And this, uh, if you go back to the physics file real quick to show people where they can get that from. Uh, up on the Visual Studio gallery. So it's another physics file. We've had a lot of good ones come out lately. We've yeah. got the NuGet stuff. We've got the productivity pack. Lots sure. of good stuff. Um, one thing I just want to take a moment to step back on, too, with, with SharePoint is I get a lot of questions about Silverlight with SharePoint, and I generally end up pointing them off to you, Paul, because you're the expert in those yeah. two domains. A lot of people uh, getting into Silverlight may not know how big SharePoint is with Silverlight. Uh, what's the impact been with Silverlight and SharePoint as far as you're concerned and what you see? Well, we've seen a lot of real good uptake in uh, Silverlight and SharePoint. You know, it, it ships with uh, SharePoint. There are a lot of native controls that are in SharePoint that are built with Silverlight. Some of the under, underlying features of SharePoint are built with Silverlight. Um, some of the uh, office web applications, like Visio, for example, uses Silverlight to render the Visio diagrams right. inside of SharePoint. And these SharePoint sites, are, they're still web sites. They're internal or sometimes extranet websites. That's right. But uh, for the most part, these are large companies working with these or some smaller, medium size. And the Silverlight pieces are more like, uh, I hate to use that word, ions of richness, but yeah. they're adding features to what SharePoint does. They're not replacing in any way. They're just augmenting certain aspects. That's right. And as things like uh, Office 365 come out, mm -hmm. uh, where people have greater access to SharePoint sites out there in the cloud, uh, leveraging Silverlight components onto those sites is going to be a huge, a huge benefit for people cool. building sites. And you're going to be speaking upcoming at uh, both Mix and Dev Connections. Did I hear correctly? Uh, so we have Mix first, and then TechEd. I'll be at TechEd tech as well. TechEd, sorry, yes. Uh, so we actually are doing a uh, Silverlight and SharePoint boot camp at uh, uh, Mix for a precon. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of great content coming out for that. 
uh, stay tuned for that announcement. That's coming soon. That'll be good. Should be uh, hopefully it'll be up by the time we air this show. So yeah, that'll be good. Hey, Paul, thanks for coming Great, on. Thank man. you. Appreciate it. All right, and thanks for watching. Thank mm-hmm. you.